to compare virtual and live events, they both can offer inspiration, though it's hard to match the energy of a live event. Growth and learning, they're available at both. You just have to audit yourself as to where you actually experience more learning and growth from virtual or live events. Affirmation, confirmation, those are so hard to experience at a virtual event as they really require personal engagement. And last is transformation, which is the end goal. Do you experience as much transformation from attending virtual events as live? Welcome to The Ziggler Show, a top-ranked all-time career podcast in Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we expound on Zig Ziggler's be, do, and have philosophy, meaning you have to be the right kind of person, then do the right things before you can expect to have what really matters in life. And we want you to have what matters. Also, check out my podcast, What Drives You, where we talk with people who have reached impressive achievements to ask what drove them, good and bad. And we dig into the very motives that drive us all with the goal of clarifying just what is driving you. Then in my True Life podcast, we want to get you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three of my shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. And if you're new to The Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit ziggler.com. Connect with Tom Ziggler and the Ziggler family about upcoming events and how they can come alongside you and help you inspire your true performance. Well, friends, if you're thinking of attending or hosting a live event, now that things are opening back up, you will want to hear this episode. The pandemic, of course, put a total stop to live events and everyone pivoted to virtual. And there's been a question as to whether live events are going to come back in high demand or people have realized they can get what they need virtually without the effort and expense of going to a live event. Well, for those of you who host or want to host live events, this is a really big question. Well, Tom Ziegler just attended five live events in less than two weeks. And I asked him to join me and let's discuss it. And he came out with five factors for us to consider in comparing virtual and live events. I mean, Ziegler, as a company successfully transitioned all their live events to virtual. And as a business, they had really, really good results. So why mess with live events again? There's just some key benefits regarding the psychology of personal change that live events provide that simply just can't be met virtually. So listen in as we cover them right after a few words from our show sponsors. Tom, the kickoff question at hand, I thought was, you know, for people, should they go to a live event or could they go to a live event? I mean, some people are now getting used to during the pandemic of not going to live events, you know, not making the effort, the expense, the hassle maybe. And so it feels like a great justification to not go to live events anymore. And there's other people that are probably looking for a reason to say, hey, I, I got to go to a live event. They are ready to get out of Dodge and want to go. Uh, so we'll talk through that, obviously. But the question I had for you uh, is, do you think so pre pandemic, I'm sorry, post pandemic, are we going to see a resurgence of live events and are they going to be you know, more or less because obviously people are pondering that in a lot of aspects like church, you know, church attendant churches are, are vacant and now they're seeing, and it so far, what I'm hearing is not as many people are coming back, you know, so now looking at live events and is that going to be the case here somewhat? What do you think? I guess it really depends on the type of event. Um, 
if you feel part of a community and the people who would be at the event have the same kind of life goals, uh, commitment, uh, they're the kind of people you want to hang around or they're the kind of people that you want to become, then I think that the uh, people who may have gone to one, maybe one or two live events a year are definitely all in. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people in our industry and the initial events out of the gate are full. I mean, people are just desperate for the hug, for the face-to-face community that you can only get at a live event. Uh, But I think those communities uh, managed to really reach out and touch the people during the pandemic via Zoom or other webinar formats. If you weren't being filled up at an event, um, and it didn't serve as, and the people who were holding those events didn't reach out to you in a meaningful way while you were, uh, in, you know, <laughs> isolation. Yeah. I think it's going to take a while to build it back up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think it's, it really depends on the people in the event. I, I, I think, uh, people are going to be far more intentional about attending an event Yeah, and they're going to combine it. Uh, with something, some other lifestyle type uh, preference that they want. I, I think the large corporate meeting type events, which I call in the cement boxes, you know, convention centers, hotel ballrooms and things like that, that do not really focus on building relationships and helping people grow. I think there's not a taste for that anymore. I, th- I think that's going to be a hard, hard t- thing to put on. That does feel like, yeah, if you can attend something via Zoom in the comfort of your home office, whatever, uh, and then you're going to replace that by going to an event, but it's in a, yeah, I like what you said, just the concrete box uh, without a whole lot of experiential you know, inspiration. Yeah, why bother? I mean, you, I did events out here in Colorado it's been, gosh, seven years now or so, but uh, over a period of years, did 12 events where I do them at a camp. And I had, I had people actually get on me and go, Kevin, you're pumping it so full of information. You're not letting us go out here in nature that we came to the Rocky Mountains and experience it. We want to do that. And I've done that. I've gone to some events, especially here in the Rockies, where I felt like, oh my gosh, it was worth the price of admission, admission just to come to this amazing you know, place. So I do like the experiential nature or, or of nature, uh, obviously, but yeah, you want me to come to your event, do it at a mountain, a lake, a, uh, the beach, you know, something that I'm going to experience the outdoors and, and have fun. I have been looking at private membership communities and masterminds kind of auditing some of those. And I've seen with the mastermind groups that right now with, again, the post pandemic, uh, aspect, that people are having live gatherings. People really want that. It's such a highlight once a quarter, twice a year from these masterminds. So groups of whether it's, you know, 12 people or 50 people or whatnot that come together, usually on a weekly basis for a mastermind group that a highlight, an anchor is getting together and they miss that so much. And I, that's what I've heard, Tom, is as people have said, yeah, you know, it's cool that during the pandemic, we could still connect to a degree via Zoom and we could, you know, so, so what, so much be together. It was just missing something and they are eager to get back 
together. So, you know, I mean, again, we could have somebody do a show on, you know, the five reasons you never need to go to a live event again. Somebody will probably do that. So I, I don't know who, because most people who are talking like this are promoting live events and want people to come. So obviously we have a bias there, but you know, let's, let's talk about that. So you, I, you know, I had this idea. I wanted you to bring forth the perspective you've had because you've gone through the pandemic like us, you had whatever, a year, I don't know how long it was uh, from, you know, the last live event that you attended or held or whatever. And now you're doing them again. And you just went through, we had to double up on shows because you were out of pocket for what, a week and a half or so. And you did five events at Ziggler. And, uh, it was ZLC Ziggler legacy certification course, ZSI Ziggler speakers Institute, Ziggler coaching summit and Ziggler legacy certification recertification. And then you did the ZSI Ziggler speakers Institute twice. So you did five events. One was a repeat over that course of time. And obviously we're coming from, you know, Ziggler events here and happy to promote those, but this con or this content here about the benefits of attending a live event is something that folks, you can take that towards any live event that you're going to, to look to see, not just a Ziggler event. And you gave me five key benefits that you really felt out of those. Let me list them out real quick. Tom, you said inspiration, growth and learning, affirmation, confirmation, and then what we all hope for at the end of the story, transformation. So in regards to to live events. So let's start off with that. Yeah. Inspiration. Now we would like to think that we could go to a big zoom event and the way that they promote those is, you know, with fireworks on your screen and it's going to be really inspirational. Can it be as inspirational as a, an in-person face-to-face event? I think from hands down, it's really hard to do that for me to feel the inspiration standing here in front of my desk that I do every day or at my home or whatever, as opposed to going someplace new, walking into a new event and having that energy, that connection. And, and you just got to, you mentioned just a second ago, the hugs can't do a hug online. hundred percent. You know, and the, the interesting thing about inspiration is the reason it's so powerful at a live event is it usually doesn't happen just listening to a speaker go on about a specific topic or content. It usually happens in the table talk uh, around that conversation. And I'll just give you an example Uh, at our, at the Ziegler coach summit, you know, we had about uh, close to a hundred in the room and we had a gentleman on stage. His name is, is Jackie uh, Liston. And we he was talking about, uh, this book that he wants to write and we were coaching him kind of in a, in a live s- session. And then there was a comment from somebody, one of our other coaches, his name was Kenneth O'Neill and Kenneth uh, just kind of spoke to the situation. And he said, you know, I have talked to several of the people that I coach one on the East coast, one on the West coast. And then in the same exact day without even, they don't know each other. He said they both used the word dryness or dry. They said, you know, it just feels like I've come out of a desert, like I'm parched, like I'm uh, just used up uh, looking for that, you know, the the quench, right? That that thing that's going to satisfy. Well, that very morning, I had gotten a text from another one of our Ziegler speakers. His name is Melvin Pillay. 
And uh, Melvin's kind of tagline is born to pray. And this guy prays like three hours a day. And he sent me, he said, hey, I got up this morning. God put this on my heart. And he he shared it. And then he gave me a verse. And the verse was Psalms 1-3. And it's about putting your, you know, your roots in the streams of water. Mm. It's, it's a powerful verse, you know, tapping into the, to the life giving water. And so that, that text was sent to me that morning. And then Kenneth says dryness. And then I say, you gotta, you gotta hear this text I got from somebody who's praying and that verse comes up and it's like the whole room just changed in the atmosphere of the room because that is the situation that we're going for. And so when I talk about inspiration, it's, it's the conversations that happen. That one just happened yeah. to happen between the stage and the audience and everything else. Uh, but that became kind of a theme. And that's really what the world's going through right now is this 90%. We had Dr. Leaf, uh, Carolyn Leaf, also at the conference. And, yeah. and she said that 90% of people are feeling some sort of impact from the pandemic, whether it's a kind of depression or emotional state. And then she said this, and I'm just kind of making the point of inspiration. She said, look, here's the problem. The problem isn't that you are depressed. Okay. It's, that's not the problem. She said depression and a lot of those emotions are simply a feeling that's, ex that's coming out of a symptom that's coming out of a trauma. The trauma is we were isolated. We were cut off. We didn't know what's going to happen next. We've been worried about our family. A lot of us have lost loved ones. And she said that feeling isn't an it. It's a doing, it's not a being. Yeah. And her big point was, you're not depressed. You have a feeling of depression, true, but there is something underneath it that's causing that. And that was a big shift for a lot of people in the room because the, the world says, hey, take this pill, do these things. And by the way, she's not against that. That's not the right, context right. of what this was. She was just saying, look, until you address the root cause, then you're going to struggle. Uh, and because all those feelings are just a symptom of that. And so what does all this mean about inspiration is I believe a lot of people were inspired to not just address the symptoms of what's going on in their life, but to dig in and just a little bit more and figure out what it is. You're feeling parched in the desert. Is it because you've been through the desert or is it because your roots aren't tapped into the truth? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, you know, you talking about that going, being in a live event, the word tactile is what came to mind, Tom, which is, you know, is touch. And without getting too woo-woo, I've been reading into quantum physics and, and some of the aspects. And folks, if you don't know that, it's the study of, if I was to say layman's term, of energy in atoms and how we affect the environment around us. That's, there's, a, there's a real, real low-level uh, aspect of it. That is when you go into a physical, let me use tactile again, that uh, an environment 
where you are physically present. It's just a different world. I mean, I think about that, Tom, because I, I'm I'm an, a classic introvert for the most part. I'm a homebody. I I'm the guy that generally says no to social engagements and yeah, going across the country to some event where I think, come on, can I get the information just online? I'll just do that. But man, if you go in person, I what I realize is I am all there. I'm a hundred percent. I can feel the chemicals in my body. I may feel nervous. I may may feel, uh, you know, concerned. I may feel excited. I may feel embarrassed. I mean, all kinds, but I'm feeling a lot of things that I have never felt sitting here, standing here in front of my microphone or my screen attending a live event. I mean, there's just, yeah, electricity in the air and it, it makes me all present. So when I talk, when I look at yeah, in, inspiration, it feels impossible to be as inspired sitting here in front of a screen. I mean, look at it. People think about movies. I mean, think about the hundreds of millions of dollars that movies spend to try to evoke an emotion so that you cry, so that you laugh, so that you're scared, so that you have the euphoric feeling of love, whatever that they do. And you know, how much less can an event do that's online? And I just have to, so I'm saying that not even as an advocate of events so much, just, I, I have to admit that myself. I do not get the same feeling from a, a, a remote virtual event as the live event. And so energy is what came to mind. So when I think of inspiration, it feels like it's just impossible for me to be as inspired from a remote event. And then, you know, and our next one that we're going into is growth and learning. So if I'm going to grow and learn, I mean, again, we're in this, I think we get lulled into this feeling of, you know, I listen to podcasts all day. I spend 20 minutes, an hour, however long reading, uh, in the morning, I listened to, I, I attended my private members community, my mastermind. And if we look at the emotional aspect of growth and learning and really hooking new ideas, new grooves into our mind, I mean, without inspiration, it's hard to do that as much. So if we have inspiration, we pack it full of energy right there and then go into growth and learning. It's just hard to, and again, I say that Tom is somebody who I'd rather, I'd rather that wasn't the case. I'd rather that I get all the feels right here in my office, up here in my little mountain town, and I don't have to, to leave because I'm not one who's looking forward necessarily uh, to going. Now, once I do go, I'm always glad that I did. I'm always going, gosh, why didn't I do this? There, this is so stinking amazing. Uh, but yeah, so inspiration, growth, and learning, those are your, your two. And I think those are the ones that we tend to think, I can do that remotely. I think, and I, and I, I wonder if so many people have gotten lulled into that and I do want to put out there. I, I don't personally have faith that you can have the growth and learning cut from the foundational aspect of inspiration that you can do it online. Like you can face to face. You are listening to The Ziegler Show in this episode on virtual versus live events. So next, Tom discusses just the palpable energy exchange that can only happen at a live event. He shares some uh, actually examples that he just, just experienced. Here are some great show sponsors that help bring the episode here to you. Then we'll hear from Tom Ziegler. And I think that really speaks to, I mean, I, I, first off, quantum, I love quantum versus Newtonian. Uh, I'm kind of a nerd in that regard. Newtonian, uh, off of Newton, our whole Western medical system is built on that. It basically yeah. says that our, 
our genes and our DNA determine everything. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, when you're born, you're given this deck of hands and they're going to play out no matter what you do. And now we've learned that quantum, which is energy, we can actually change our genes. We can impact our likelihood by our thinking on whether we're going to uh, have a certain propensity towards different illnesses, mental health and, and cancer and everything. And so what happens is when you when you go into a live event where you're surrounded by that, uh, there was a lady who came in from California. Her name's Jody, And she looked up at me and when, on the first day and she just starts crying. I mean, she is like over the top, grateful, excited, everything that you could have in someone wanting to come. So let me ask you this. Her energy, what happened to me? I'm like, whoa, this thing's at a whole nother level. I mean, this environment that we are trying, this atmosphere that we're trying to create, it is already uh, growing. And so there's a reception there. You said that, do we, do we open our, our brain up, our, our, the grooves in our mind to accept this new information? Yeah. That's why this whole talk was prefaced with the right, the right event. Because there are some events that you can go to that you're going to get the opposite, right? It's going to be a, a, a place of judgment. It's going to be a place of, do you measure up? It's going to be a place of what results did you have? You know, where do you fit on the, on the standard of the totem pole? And this is where growth and learning is the second piece, is we are all about creating an atmosphere of growth. And as I look into the future and, and the speed at which things are changing, the massive disruption that we're facing, if you are driven by results, man, I feel sorry for you because your self-image, your self-worth, uh, your satisfaction at the end of the day is going to be in constant turmoil because it's if, for a, a lot of a lot of time coming in the future, it's not going to be about the results that we got today. It's going to be about how much we learned and how much we grew over the day, the week, the month. That's going to allow us to embrace everything that's going on. So we had a. I'll give you a growth and learning example from the event. I got this text yesterday um, from. I got this uh, this from Chris Patterson. He said, Hey, I closed a very nice deal yesterday talking about the hound dog. <laughs> okay. And so, so everybody's leaning in listening. What's the hound dog? Well, I tell this story. I told this story at the event and I said, you know, there was this farmer and he was sitting out on his porch mm -hmm. and a visiting farmer came and they're both rocking the chairs, you know, and, uh, the, the farmer who lived there, he had this old hound dog and she would, she was laying on the side on some boards and about every, you know, on the porch, you know, and about every, just on the front porch as a wooden front porch slats and all that. And about every five minutes, the, the hound dog would whimper, you know, woo, like that. And after the third time, the visiting farmer said, what's up with your, with your dog? How come she whimpers like that? And the farmer that lived there said, well, Here's the thing, that's her favorite place on the porch, but there's a nail that sticks out just a little bit. And every now and then it gets her and she whimpers. And then he said, I guess when the pain gets bad enough, she'll move. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite analogies ever. 
And so I'm, you know, I don't know where I heard that story, but it's a great, it's a great story. And what an analogy, because that's the way people are, is they get really comfortable being in a little bit of pain. But what they don't realize is that if you keep keep sitting on the nail, eventually it's going to break the skin. It's going to get infected. It's going to cause a real problem. And so Chris said he told that story to someone who was stuck. And at the end of it, they literally said, well, Chris, I don't want to be the hound dog. Let's get started. Yeah. So that's an example of learning something new. And it doesn't seem like much, uh, but I know what Chris does. I know how he impacts people. That one little nugget of learning is going to change somebody's life. Yeah. Right. It's going to change somebody's life. And And so not only is learning and growing the reason that you want to go, but it's also kind of a mindset of, hey, I'm not going to this event to get X result. I'm going to this event to grow so that I'm better able to serve those in whatever direction I'm going, you know, whatever my career is, whatever my family is. So as I grow, I'm better able to serve. Uh, Don Hobbs was there and he said, you know, if you if you have a pipe and let's say the pipe is three inches diameter and you put too much water in it, too much oil, whatever it is the pipe's flowing with, uh, it'll burst. You're right, you can't handle it. And he said, so your choice is, is, you, is you turn down the flow or you build a bigger pipe. And he said, think about it, a pipe that's 12 inches or 24 inches or 48 inches in diameter, how much can you put through it? You know, it's, a, it's hundreds of times more flow than what the small pipe had, but yet it never puts pressure on the big pipe because it's got more capacity. Yeah. So that's what growing is about. So that was uh, just a learning takeaway from Don Hobbs who spoke at the event. And so what Chris did is he expanded his pipe. He learned something new. He, he grew and then he just shared that. And then the natural outflow of that is he's got a new client. Well, I want to hit on something you said, if you go to something like this to get X result, um, that became really acute to me years back regarding anything personal development wise, where I would hear or read reviews, whatever, and people embarking on something saying, will this work? I wonder if this will work for me. They've tried this. They tried that. Will this work for me? And I came to realize that that's a death knell right there. If that, that perspective, if that's the perspective, that's the thought, will this work for me? The answer is no. That's just my, that was my experiential, uh, takeaway from that perspective that if you're going into something just with, you know, hands out, will this work for me? Maybe it will. No, no, it won't. It's only when the perspective changes to, I'm going to make, I'm going to go here and make this thing work kind of back to quantum. Uh, you're, you talked about that, Tom, that, yeah, the, uh, as opposed to Newtonian, that as opposed to cause and effect, it's affecting a cause is a, is a big differentiating line there. So instead of going to this thing, I wonder if this cause will affect me say, no, I'm going to go there and use it. However it pans out to 
effect a cause. And you also, you know, you're talking like your reference point right now. You just came from these five events, the Ziegler events. You said there's a hundred people at the coaching one. I've been to events at Ziegler where there's been, I don't know, 25 people or whatever. Those are the type that I go to personally. So this is not a right or wrong, but for folks as you're vetting live events to look at, like, cause you said, Tom, not all events are, are going to be for you. You got to find the one that works. I'm going to go to a smaller event. It's no different than music. Uh, live concerts. I go to small venues. I don't go to the big, uh, you know, rock star, however many people are at those things, 50,000 people or whatever they are. I, I don't do that where you're sitting behind here and you end up watching a screen because there's just little ants up on there. I don't, I don't like that as much, but I know people who love those. They are, they are affected positively by those, but I'm going to go to the one where it's smaller. I'm up closer. It's more interactive. You know, the artist is probably going to talk with you. Same thing with events. I'm going to go, like you said, where in the speakers talking and there's a chance to interact, you know, to raise a hand and say, yeah, yeah, I question that or, or offer an insight into that or share your own experience. And I do want that. So again, yeah, looking at the events as you're vetting these, because events are going to be popping up like mad from Ziegler and a lot of other people. Do you want a smaller, more intimate, more engaged event? Do you want the rock star event? And I'm not saying that I haven't gotten value from those. I've been to those where there's thousands of people and it is a lot of fun. Um, I've been to one literally with pyrotechnics, as you probably have, Tom. And, you know, it can be fun and there can be inspiration there. And of course, I'm looking forward to the also to the in-between sessions. And I'm usually planning meetings with people so I can have that engagement. So you can have both uh, of those. And, you know, if you go to a smaller one, you're probably not going to get pyrotechnics. But we could do that at a Ziggler event, Tom. We could bring some sparklers or a couple of fireworks or something like that. Uh, but yeah, again, vetting, you know, vetting those. But so you're talking your first two points were inspiration and growth and learning. Now your next ones talking about really on this topic of the type of event, affirmation, confirmation, transformation. Those are pieces that I feel like stand out that are really difficult to get outside of really rare. I should say outside of a live event, um, affirmation, I, how it is, it, I don't know how to get that. I don't know really talking about the live events, going to the big rock concert where there's thousands of people, you know, unless you have a small breakout session, unless you're meeting someone outside of that, that's not a place where you are going to engage and interact. And there's going to be quid pro quo, and you're going to get personal affirmation as opposed to a smaller event. And I will pick on Ziggler because I've you know been to Ziggler smaller events, uh, that those are ones where I get to engage. So here's the speaker, here's the topic, here's the uh, the exercise that we're doing. And then there is the chance to literally talk and get affirmation guidance, um, even correction, not, you know, not in a bad way, but I remember going to my first ZLC Ziegler legacy certification and they did the session on speaking. They gave you a topic. I think mine was Frisbees, Tom, you know, you go around, pick the hat, the hat. I, I and, and I'll say folks that I am not, uh, I don't enjoy public speaking a lot. I can do it. And, and I've gotten a good, you know, good testimonial from it, but it's not something that I enjoy. I do get nervous. I'm really comfortable right here in my office by myself behind a microphone. I can be really confident here, but standing out in front of people, I just, I don't do it a ton and I get nervous. And so here I am talking about Frisbees and I did it and I got correction and it was great. You know, I said, Hey, it was great. Kevin it was funny and made people laugh and stuff. That was good. You know, that was good. Here are some things you could do better. I mean, that was Excellent. I've not gotten that in front of a zoom call. So the same thing with affirmation to actually share some things and get affirmation. One of the ones I got at the Ziegler event 
was the uh, what are the little cards, Tom? You know the yeah, cards, self talk cards. No, yeah, no, the ones that you give to somebody, like I like you because or I appreciate. Oh you. yeah, the I like because cards. I like because that became a thing. You come back to your desk after lunch or something. Somebody's left. To, I like this, and, and they give you some testimonial uh, to you. Uh, you know, and also then just the group affirmation of just discussing a topic together. And that one was one that when I saw you listed that, I thought, man, that is, that feels very, I'll say it's not, it's not impossible, but very rare from a remote virtual event, as opposed to -to face-to-face where you're able to interact, do you get affirmation? And that is one where a lot of us in this demographic of personal development, we have so many ideas. We have things we're excited about. We have things that we want to do, but we don't have anywhere to get some affirmation. And until we get that, it's really hard to step forward in and of ourselves solitarily and take action on something. So affirmation is so powerful, so hard to get, I think, outside of face-to-face energy-to-energy interaction. It always amazes me uh, because of the background that I grew up in, um, just so open to this and so supportive of whatever you want to do, as long as it's ethical and you give it a hundred percent, you know, let's do it. Uh, There's so many people who come and they're like, am I strange? Am I weird? Uh, You know, having this outlook on life, you know, there's people that I work with or in my family even who are like, you know, why do you want to do that? What difference is it going to, is it going to make? Why should I even go there? And so they, and they practice the self-talk and they read it all. And still we're just human. Right. And if, and if the people that are pouring into us on a daily basis, if they're skeptical of that, of what we really want to be, do and have, uh, then we can doubt. And so you walk in and now there's a hundred people who are coming up to you and they're saying, Hey, you know, it's so great to see you face to face. And all I've seen you is on zoom. Tell me about what's going on. And you know, a little bit about, And all of a sudden, the self-affirmation you've been doing is now being affirmed by other people in the room on the same journey. And and, and it's kind of like this, you know, we teach that there's seven spokes on the wheel of life. And all of us are at a different place on each one of those spokes than anybody else we talk to. Some people we talk to, man, they are, they got the fitness spoke nailed. I mean... (laughs) They eat pure and clean and they're exercising every day and they meditate and they lower their stress and they get plenty of sleep. When you talk to somebody like that and they see you where you are, but they also see where you've been and where you're going, they're going to affirm you. Hey, man, you're on the right track. You know what can and they start talking. And then that other the person who's physically fit, they might be like, you know, I'm, I'm really struggling with work life balance. Mm-hmm but the person they're talking to. And so now you've got two people who genuinely care, genuinely care about each other, affirming the journey that they're on, that there is more, that there is possibility, there is potential that they can step into. And so that affirms and gives confidence. Uh, One of the stories I love to tell is uh, when I was running a Ragnar out in, in Key West, uh, Jose Garcia Ponte, you know, retired, command sergeant major retired. He comes, he comes to, he jogs a mile to me to run me to the end of the leg because he knew that I was struggling and I was planning on walking 
part of that way, but I didn't because you're not going to walk next to a command sergeant major who's running next to you. And then at the seven mile bridge down in Key West, I give him the baton, the, the bracelet, and then he runs across seven mile bridge. And so what happened was I ran further than I thought I could because of him. And then he ran two extra miles demonstrating example and leadership to me as he went over that bridge. That's a, that is an incredible life lesson. Those are the things that happen when you do events with people. So that event that I went to, it was a, it was a 200 mile race with the team and people. And even though there wasn't like official teaching and training from the front of the room, <laughs> there were life lessons every step, literally every step of the way. And I've got dozens of them just from that one event. And so that affirms us that we can be more than what we yeah. were. And when, when we combine that with inspiration, which gives us the fuel, right, to, to do more, to try something new, and then the growth and learning, which is kind of the how-to, something new that I can put in, and then the affirmation, hey, you're on the right path, what you've been thinking and doing, what you're stretching towards, that's the way you need to go. Well, that's yeah, you you know, affirmation, what you just talked about too. at you affirmation. The next one then is confirmation. And I like that you sh showcased because I was going to talk about that. You showcased a, an event that you did did uh, Ragnar. What's the, that stand for? I don't know what Ragnar stands for. I have no idea. I remember, but it's an it's an event. And you guys obviously were were running. I I'm such a huge fan of, of that, of, of, uh, you know, confirmation. So we have so many, so many of us, I'll just say all of us who can end up being isolated. We know we are more than ever. And especially during the pandemic, but even just in general. And if you're looking to do something different, be healthy and well in America, uh, to be, to be wealthy, to be, uh, to, to be, to, to lose weight, to, I mean, so many different things to start a business to have a side gig. I mean, those are all things that are outside of the norm. And most people doing that, I really believe that most people end up being isolated. It's not the same things that their friends, family, coworkers are doing. And that's a hard place to be. So when you go to talk about, go to an event like you did with this thing, you're with other people and you realize, Oh my goodness, it's not, I'm not alone. There are other people like me. I'm not weird. This is normal. Talk about one of the biggest confidence boosters and faith boosters is to do that. I just spent four days gallivanting around Colorado to different mountain bike trails. And I, I camped. I did kind of a solitary time for, uh, for Father's Day, which I love. I mean, I did reading and writing and had good food and, and, uh, and peace and quiet. But I also got out on these epic mountain bike trails. And it was just so cool to see other people out there. And I especially saw guys, maybe it's because it was Father's Day weekend. I saw other guys out there and a lot of them by themselves say, these are guys who are like me, man. And they get something from being out here in the mountains by themselves, testing themselves, uh, just reveling in their own health and wellness and the beauty out here. And it just, it, it made it so much greater than if I had been by myself. And we see that so often. I mean, we talk about health and wellness this is one of the reasons that Weight, uh, weight Watchers has been one of the longest standing you know, weight loss entities ever because people come 
together. It's why AA Alcoholics Anonymous has been so powerful because you come together and it makes you realize you're not so weird. Your problem isn't the biggest problem or your desire isn't the weirdest desire and coming together is incredibly, incredibly powerful for confirmation. I see that Tom, I see myself. That's one that I do reach out for sometimes. I mean, I'm grateful that I get to be with you every week and we sit here talking about the books that we're writing or the events that we're doing or the personal growth that we're pursuing and even the challenges. And I get to do that with my buddy, Randy James, you know, almost daily sometimes. Oh my goodness, that is so strong. Otherwise I can be over here. And even though I am generally a pretty confident person, I definitely get sometimes to go, man, am I just out there? If I, am I off the reservation at this point and, and I'll look for that affirmation and then ultimately I'm looking for confirmation. That's got to be one of the most powerful things, even just to walk into a room at the event and realize, oh my gosh, these people came here. They were interested. They're interested in the same things that I am, similar things. They made the investment in, in this. It's that, it's, that's that, that important to them. That confirmation alone. I wonder sometimes, Tom, if that right there is, as they say, worth the price of admission for a lot of people just to go in and realize, Oh, okay. Here's people, birds of a feather flock together, kindred spirits, all that kind of stuff. We love that. It means so much to our back to, you know, quantum to our own atoms, our cellular makeup is that confirmation. That's one that's a standout for me, Tom. Yeah. And I, th I look at confirmation on several different levels, uh, going back to your bike ride and to the, Ragnar that I was in when you're a beginner, right? When you're brand new, when you're not very good at it, when you look at how much growth you need to have before you feel like you even belong in the same place, uh, you tend to go into those places very self-centered. It's, you know, you're, you're looking at me, you don't want to stick out. You're, you're choosing where you sit based on, you know, am I going to cause waves? Are people going to notice that I'm faking it? Blah, blah, blah. And when I ran the Ragnar and there was, and I'm not a runner. And so there were parts of the race where my pace was pretty slow and all these like high caliber athletes in my view. Right. I mean, they were fit. They had a great pace. They would slow down next to me and they're like, you okay, you got this, you got this, come on, you got this. And then they would, then they would, you know, can I do something for you? And then they would take off. I mean, I guess I was looking pretty, <laughs> pretty bedraggled. Yeah. And I know like the same thing happens. I've done backpacking in the past and, I, and I'm sure the same thing happens with biking. The, the, the veterans who are out there for the joy of it, whenever they see somebody broken down or, 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 you know, looking kind of bewildered or whatever, they stop. They, they are the first ones to interrupt their, their journey to help someone else yeah. along the way. Right. I mean, it's just the way it is. And so when you come to an event, uh, confirmation, I, I kind of learned this recently from, from Dennis Whaley, and I'm going to, I'm going to play this off of dad's quote. Um, so dad said this, we, every single one of us has every quality of success we need inside of us already but we have to recognize it, claim it, develop it and use it, right? Recognize, oh, I've got that, claim it. I'm gonna do something with it, <laughs> develop it and then use it. And so what does that mean about confirmation? Instead of saying someday I will be whatever that attribute is, 
you claim it. I, I already am and I'm growing. I already am and I'm growing. And so the confirmation in an event is you look around and you hear these people say, oh, man, I'm, I was so good to see you. I'm just so grateful to be here. You're not going to believe how much my life has changed in the last few years. And then they tell you their story and they're like, whoa, I thought I had challenges. <laughs> right. And so that confirms two things. Number one, <laughs> it's okay if you don't feel very confident and don't understand what to do next. Everybody in that room had that same feeling. And two, it confirms that you're on the right journey because you can do the same things they've done. You can, you can stretch, right? You can, yeah. you can get into growth mode. You, you can try something new. You can, you can say, well, <laughs> yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, that, that happened to me, but it doesn't define who I am. I'm going to, I'm going to look at that situation. I'm going to, I'm going to take from it, how I've learned, how I've grown, how it helps me be a better human being. And I'm going to bring that forward. And then I'm going to forgive myself and anybody else involved. And I'm just going to leave that stuff behind the stuff that doesn't, you know, that's not pleasant. I'm leaving that behind. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It means that you get to choose how you're going to allow that to create the future that you want. And that's where the confirmation comes in at these events. I agree. I do want to pull out what you said, Tom, the, that we, in essence, we have the, what the Dennis uh, Waitley statement of, we have the attributes for success in us, but you said the aspect of, we got to develop them. That's just one. That's just, that's, it's almost a side tangent, but man, that's a soapbox for me because I think we hear that people are used to hearing that, or they've read that. And somebody said, you've got all the you know aspects for success in you and they don't believe it. And I think, well, they shouldn't to, you've got those in you, but yeah, you haven't developed it. It made me think of the consummate superhero stories that we watch that we're enamored with. And somebody, you know, they're, however, they're, they're superhero, you know, they fell in a of chemicals or whatever, or they became a certain age or however they manifest these things in whatever movie you're watching. And that person is an infant in there or, or a newbie, a rookie in their power. And now they have to learn to control it. And I, I saw something, I was trying to remember it. I can't remember the uh, recent one that my kids watched and this kid, you know, ah, you've got a superpower woke up and boom, they got it. Well, now you got to learn to control it that that's so paramount that just saying that you have the attributes for success in you is primary for your belief, your faith in yourself. But yeah, you can't do squat with it right now until you develop it. I think that's one that sometimes people miss that. Yeah, you've got it in there, but it's not helping you any, not today, not until you believe it and then start developing it. That's just a personal development 101 that I think we miss, you know, quite a bit. Uh, Tom, I mean, you ultimately then your last one is transformation. And that is the point. That's the point that we spend the money. We go to the event, even to show up for an online event. That's why we do it other than unless we're just trying to, you know, pass the time or have positive entertainment generally. Well, and to that degree, I do. And we've talked about this before. I do appreciate the investment of a live event. Because when I spend the money, hassle for me with the travel plans, I'm not a huge fan of the actual travel part to get on the plane and get on a bus and the, uh, the Uber. That's not, that's not my personal favorite part, but uh, to, to hassle with that 
and then go and spend the time two days away from my work and family, five days away, whatever it's going to be. That investment helps me, I realize, be fully present because I'm feeling like I have got to get something out of this. I feel, I, I personally feel usually beholden to my family for being gone for the time, more so than the money for myself. But whatever it is, realizing that that's part of the benefit that we get is making the investment. We're better off usually making the bigger investment because we are more present and we will take action more. We'll be open more uh, to the process. So when it comes to transformation, that's what it is at the end of the day. And I do feel like I've heard testimony from a good number of people that over the past year and the pandemic and trying to interact remotely, that they have not experienced the transformations that they have in the past when they were face to face with people. And I'll say that whether that's live events or that's even a coach consultant or counselor. I talked with the counselor the other day and he says, no, I do not do zoom events back to that tactile aspect. Now this is counseling even, even more so when they're there for the energy in the room and he, you know, he's there to really connect at an emotional level. That's how he does his job. He says, no, I, I can't do that uh, very well during zoom and tried to, I mean, there's a point when he kind of had to, you know, it wasn't it was early pandemic. Uh, but that the transformation that we want is that's the end of the, uh, that's the end of the story. And if folks, if you're hearing this and you're not convinced, you think, no, I think I can get the transformation I want remotely. Well, all power to you. And maybe you will. I think statistically, that's not the norm. My experience as a, as a, as a admitted introvert is dug on it. I just don't get the transformation remotely as I do as much as I do face-to-face again, whether that's me with one person, coach, counselor, consultant, or whether that's me going to an event and that's it. And that's what you saw, Tom. And that's why I wanted to do this show because you got to be with however many hundreds of people during these five events at Ziegler and you got to see, well, you, and some of them you've been walking with for a while. You're seeing the transformation. Uh, and so it's very, uh, tactile for you, isn't it? Absolutely. And we're very intentional. We, we try to create a family atmosphere. We try to create uh, friends and which is really kind of, uh, you know, a lot of people get kind of uh, hung up on that because there is a monetary transaction, you know, where people are paying to come. That's, that's part of the deal. But our goal when they get there is they feel like family. And, you know, with Bob Bodine and all his input and studying what friendship is all about, that's what we need is we need friends. Mm -hmm. And the transformation, uh, you need a network of support. You need people around you who who are saying, yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. And the transformation is what's powerful. And a lot of times it's just one little thing that, that flips the, you know, a mindset shift or one new learning. Uh, you know, another quote that I heard, I've heard it many times before at the event, but it was just said from the speaker, uh, Don Hobbs on stage, he, he quoted Jim Rohn and he said, Jim Rohn said this, you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. And you can, you can just go right by that quote, but when you see it in the context of that presentation and all the people in the room, 
you know, my sudden thought was, wait a second. These people in here, they're all a reflection of each other. They're a reflection of what we try to put out. And that's part of the power of a live event is the people in that room are attracted because of who we are, not what we want. And so, and that's hard for some people to get and understand, but we always, you know, dad said this, you got to be before you can do, and then you've got to do before you can have, which is the same thing as what Jim Rohn said. You got to be before you got to be the right kind of person, do the right things. And then you'll have all that life has to offer. And so you attract who you are. You simply are saying this, you attract people who resonate, who, who communicate, who, you know, all that's with who you are. Mm -hmm. So you might say, I'm going to go to this event because I want this, this, and this. And what you should be saying is I'm going to go to this event because it's going to help me grow into this person who automatically does these things, which then allows me to have all the good things in life. And transformation is the, the huge, huge key. We are built for relationship. Uh, Rabbi Lappin, Daniel Lappin, in his book, Business Secrets of the Bible, he goes into how God wired us for relationships. And so when you're in a live event and the energy's going and there's a, uh, you know, there's the sense that we're on this journey of becoming the person that God created us to be. And you get into that community and you start seeing transformations in people's lives before your eyes, <laughs> no longer does it become, well, that's something that somebody else happens to them. This is something available to all of us. Yeah. And that is a, a powerful thing. And then in that note that I sent you, uh, Kevin, on these five things, the, the, the whole, if you, if you bundle it all up, uh, Howard Partridge wrote a book and it was called The Power of Community. So what we're really talking about, the reason for a live event is there is power in community. Mm -hmm. People have a longing for belonging. And when you bring the best and the brightest in, uh, one of the things that's interesting is we had these different experts on stage from all different uh, walks of life. And they all talked about God. And it wasn't because we said, you should talk about God. <laughs> it's because that's who they are. And so the Jim Rohn quote, you don't get what you want. You get, you know, you get who you are. So that's who we attract. And it was, it was just a fantastic event. Not, uh, there was an elevated sense of, um, there was a vacuum in people's lives uh, for live events. So that's, a, that's just because of the season that we've gone through. Yeah. But not only is there a vacuum for live events uh, right now that people are really gravitating towards, but there is a, a different priority in why I'm going to the event. The primary driver from marketing if you just heard you know if you're just a uh, an ai an artificial intelligence uh software program asking the question what does marketing look like for a live event 
the overwhelming majority is come learn, make more money. <laughs> that's what it's about. There's, there's a shift that's happened in our world. And that shift is it's come learn and have more balanced success. And money's a part of that. But it's not get the money so you can have balanced success. It's go for balanced success so that you become what you want, which attracts the things in life that you want. Well, so to that, Tom, the power community, again, in looking at live events and vetting those, you've mentioned family multiple times in regards to Ziegler events. You just mentioned that the speakers all at some point talked about God that gives you context there. And I think when you look at the power community, what community do you want to be part of for everybody who's listening? Who do you want to emulate? And I'm going to exaggerate, but obviously we've seen all the events that are the back to the pyrotechnics and the Ferraris and cocktails afterwards and whatever. And there's that. And if that's where you want to be and that's what inspires you and that's what's going to help you transform, then there are those. This is not, and some people, uh, you know, you got to pick which one you want to. I tend to go to the ones like the last Ziegler Legacy certification that I went to, and I came out feeling like I just want to be a better human. I'm inspired to be a better human. And I've gone to others. I've gone to some men's events specifically that have made me feel like that. Those are the ones that I tend to go to. I've never gone to one that was on one specific, like it's going to help me with, you know, X piece of marketing or, or whatnot. Even ones I've gone to on book publishing or something like that are pretty well-rounded. It made me come out and I wanted to be more influential with integrity and morals and ethics out there in the world and serve people better. But again, this, the point is to, to look at who do you want to be, a part of what community you want to be a part of. And I did want to pull one thing out, Tom, as far as people vetting the events that, uh, to one way to look at it too, is, is it a one shot deal? Are you going to go to the event? You walk in the door, you spend however much time doors close and it's over. Look at the follow up because we definitely see, and I have experienced myself more transformation. I mean, there's a transformation you get, uh, well, the four things that you, listed out, Tom, the inspiration, the growth and learning, the affirmation, the confirmation and the transformation that you get at the event. But so often we hear testimonial about what happened after the event in the days following the weeks following the months following. And I will shamelessly promote Ziegler as you become part of the family and the follow-up is tremendous and it's personal. But I would say, again, as you're looking at events, look at that and know that it's very difficult because I've gone to the events too, where there's so much in the event, but then you leave, you walk out, you get in your car, you get in your airplane, you get back home and the next day, okay, now I just got to catch up on work and family and whatnot and what really changed. And it's the deposits afterwards that pull you back into it that I see for so many people are absolutely vital. So look at the follow-up from the events. And I would also uh, cash that under is the event, or, or is, I'm sorry, is the, is the follow-up, is it personal and engaging, personal engagement in nature as opposed to just materials? Because being thrown, I've seen that a lot too, where it's kind of the thump factor. If you're going to get, you know, the audios and you're going to get this book and you're going to get in all these things that I don't end up engaging with. It's the personal, it's somebody emailing me afterwards and going, okay, at the event, you said you wanted to do X. How's that going? 
but again, being part of them. So again, to look at these and say, what do you want out of the event? What community do you want to be a part of? What's the follow-up? What's going to help you after to take action on all this stuff? Well, Tom, I hope we did this. Uh, I hope we did some, some valor, gave some valor here to the live events. I think we've got some people. I know some other folks who do their own events. They should use this show to help promote their own live events because it yeah. is, it's got me excited about when I, Tom, I haven't been to a live event. I didn't come to this recent Ziegler one. I have to think back. It's been a long time. I mean, it's been, you know, pre COVID that I've been to a live event. I need to be planning out a couple, uh, so that I can get these five benefits. Hey, man, thanks. Thanks for sharing your insight. All right. My pleasure. Well, friends, I trust that gave you some good food for thought regarding live events you might attend or be wanting to host. Coming up in episode 905 of The Ziggler Show, I bring you a significant, a significant show. I have a guest that I pursued to come on and share. Nedra Glover Tawab is a licensed relationship therapist, and her message is about setting healthy boundaries in our lives in order to find peace, health. And for aspiring serving people, boundaries are just not popular. I can attest to that myself. And at face value, it sounds selfish and self-serving and even limiting, which is, again, why had Nedra joined me? I know acutely uh, about this issue, though it's taken me a long time to accept it. Uh, that my lack of boundaries just wore me down and allowed bitterness to grow. I learned a lot from talking with Nedra and I want to gift you with her unique message. So that's 905, episode 905 of The Ziggler Show. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.